Hey, it's your girl Preach Becca. And it's Dr. G. And welcome to the Billionaire Besties Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Billionaire Besties Podcast. We have had our feel of the guys keeping us quiet and we know you missed our voices. So it's just us today. Yes. <laughs> we are back and we are ready to talk and giggle and get in in a clean way. <laughs> But just so y'all know what we are talking about today, we know you have been waiting on it. You have been anticipating it. So we are here to talk about boys. Boys! (laughs) We love boys. We love boys. (laughs) Yes, it is finally here. The moment we have all been waiting for. So we let them talk. Now it's our time to talk about them. Not specifically them, but men in general. Yes. Y'all know we love boys. Go ahead. We love them. No, listen. I was about to pass it over to you anyway. Okay. (laughs) Well, y'all, listen. It feels good to be back with my Um, Again, I appreciate all of our guests, but. I'm ready to giggle, okay? Like, it's been a few weeks. All I have been getting is convicted, okay? And I'm just ready to let my little hair down, have, you know, uh, uh, pull up with my BB, and we finna mm-hmm. giggle and talk about these boys, okay? So we're just gonna kind of, you know, talk about meeting boys, the dating phase, falling in love, trying to not hump that man on Wednesdays because it's hump day and try to hold <laughs> out until you get married. Like we're, <laughs> we're gonna talk about all of it. <laughs> it's gonna be giggle overload, y'all. Like y'all thought we had been giggling before. Like I think this is gonna be like maximum capacity of giggles. Like it's it's ready. about to go down. <laughs> Listen, ready. <laughs> so let us just first of all, let, let's jump into the the whole meeting guys phase. Because Baker mm-hmm. and I have talked about it um, before. And a lot of times when we jump into meeting a guy, we we jump down the aisle with them. Like first time mm-hmm. I see you, you find, I see you in your tux. Like I'm literally looking at you in front of my face, but my mind see you in a tux at the end of the aisle. I'm crying. My girls are crying on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, boys trying to hold it, you know, tough and all of that from the first time I met you and you hadn't even said hello yet. Right. You know, let, let's not do that. Can we work on like just meeting somebody and just meeting them? <laughs> well, look, Chris, before we even get there, can we just talk about just some few, a few practical tips? on how to talk to boys, okay? Because I feel like in the Christian world, and I say this all the time, this is nothing, this is no new revelation. I feel like in the Christian dating community, it's like a middle school dance. Y'all remember how the dances used to be? All the boys on one side, all the girls on, on the other side, everybody looking at each other, afraid to talk, you know, just sniggling and giggling amongst themselves, but nobody's going to the middle of the dance floor to dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in the church, y'all. Like, we will come together, you know, with our homegirls, and we're talking about, well, you know, who's such a, you know, I think he's cute. I think he's cute, girl. That's going to be my husband, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, we'll have all these conversations amongst ourselves. But then when it's time to talk to a guy, we act like they are aliens and we don't speak <laughs> alienese, right? Alienese. <laughs> I did just make that up. But anyway. <laughs> So the problem is, you know, we we have this whole, you know, shoot your shots, this shoot your shoot your shot, you know, ask him out, blah blah blah. I have my own personal views as far mm. as that, 
Um, I don't necessarily condone, you know, walking up to a man and being like, hey, you know, what's your name? Give me your number. Let me take you out. Although old Becca used to get down like that, right? (laughs) My thing is you don't have to go and like ask a man out, but there's nothing wrong with sparking up a conversation, right? Yeah. Because the reality is everybody has some sort of shyness to them, right? Everybody has this little fear of rejection. No one wants to get shot down, right? And so there are ways to kind of ease your way in with somebody. And I don't mean manipulate, you know, manipulative or anything like that. But if somebody, if some random person just came to your house and knocked on your door, are you going to let them in? Yeah. I'm not letting them. Have your guard up. (laughs) Right. But, and I'm using, I'm using this as a social media analogy. But imagine you're making a post, they made a post, now y'all in the comment section giggling back and forth. So Mm -hmm. now they're familiar with your name. They're familiar with, you know, uh, interacting with you. So then when you do go slide in the DMs, it's not a foreign concept, right? Because you've already at least said hello in one way or another. And so that, that could be social media. If you're out at the Kroger's, Yes, I put an S on the end of it. If you're out at the Kroger's, right, and you're standing in line, you're your little six feet away, you know, social distancing has kind of been a hater, but, you know, you can still make it do what it do. You're in the line, and if, if you're somebody that is a people watcher, there's always something funny going on, always something funny going on. So mm-hmm. you may be in the line, and you see a little cutie in front of you, just, just start giggling, right? <laughs> And men nosy too. So they're going to turn around and be like, what's this girl getting at? And you can just be like, point at something and be like, bruh, you see that? And you've done, you've started a conversation with a stranger. Um, I know a lot of women are like, I don't really like small talk, Becca. I don't, you know, I'm not good at that. I get it. But how do you think conversation starts? You're not meeting somebody and say, hey, what's your blood type? No. (laughs) First of all, that's weird. Please don't ever do that. And let don't me just say before you keep going, Becca, don't yeah. just randomly start giggling. Let me just throw that disclaimer because I don't want y'all to get out there and randomly start giggling and people look at you right. like you're crazy. But Becca and, and Dr. G said to giggle. No, she was saying something funny and you giggle. Right. That is my conversation. Don't just bust out giggling for no reason because then he might think you're crazy. Just mm-hmm. and don't ask the blood types. You go ahead, Becca. I'm yeah. sorry. I just yeah. say <laughs> But don't go all deep, right? And so at some point, every every connection that you've made started out as small talk, mm-hmm. period. And so, again, either you can sit, in a home, sit at home by yourself and wait for somebody to come knock on your door and come pick you up, or you can begin to practice being a conversationalist and talk to people. It, yeah. it, and even if you're not comfortable doing that with guys, you can do that with just random people in the store. I've been talking to old people all the time. Not that, you know, not that I just love old people, but it's like you I just do. practicing having, I do love old people, but, you yeah. know, just practice having a conversation with people and get comfortable talking to strangers because you never know. You might meet this stranger. And here, here's another thing, y'all. You might meet this stranger at the grocery store and he could be your husband. Your husband may not meet you in the church house. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you sitting in church on the pew waiting for the man of god to come and say hey you want to go out it may not happen that way y'all it's christians everywhere why it do we only expect to find men of god in church men of god gonna be at the dry cleaners at the uh kroger's at the gas station like there's men of god everywhere and so you have to get out of your comfort zone and talk to people i agree i 100 mm-hmm. agree um mm-hmm. and and like Becca was saying, like, it's as simple as having a conversation. If you can have a conversation with your homegirls, if you can have a conversation with other people, you can have a conversation with a guy. They're human. Mm-hmm. They're, you know what I'm saying? They're not some mystical creature <laughs> that you have to figure out how to talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. they're humans. Just have a yep. conversation. Like, and who knows? You might find something common to connect on if you don't like small talk. You guys might find something common to connect on so that the conversation can go deeper. And it's not just right. small talk. And then you mm-hmm. have a, a point of access to, you know, talk about like 
you guys find out you like the same type of shows like y'all like anime or something and you're like hey mm-hmm. have you seen this anime and it's like right. no i haven't seen this or yes i have or you know like there's just use those small cues or whatever but just talk to them like it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. and even if it doesn't if it doesn't turn out to be your husband if it doesn't go anywhere it's okay it was practice you yeah. learn how to talk to somebody new uh, and and not just that, they maybe their connection to your husband, right? Or a connection to a new job that you've been waiting on, or something. Like you just something. never know who the person is or what could happen. So don't pass up opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to, you know, acting like they're foreign. Um, mm-hmm. They're people, just like you're a person. Um, I'm just thinking about how intimidating it would be to talk to some if, if if in your mind you've been single let's say you've been single for five years right mm-hmm. if in your mind you're going to talk to somebody but you're thinking this is the person i'm going to marry and be with for the rest of my life of course it's going to yeah. be awkward like that's heavy like <laughs> that's a lot of pressure right. to put on your right. and to put on that person and so i'm not saying look at every guy like a bro but i'm saying look at every guy like a human like right he is no more of a deity than you are he is no no more of a devil than you are like we're all human beings a little lower than the angels like the bible says and so just just talk and like right. like Trey said you never know you can meet this person and be like nah you know he was cool but you know i don't, I don't think i'm really feeling him he right. may recommend you to your husband next thing you mm-hmm. know you like oh thank you thank right. you for looking out fam but if you would have been quiet, you would have missed it. Would have missed it. Mm-hmm. I I have passed up opportunities. I've seen people and be like, man, he's super fine, but nah, bro. <laughs> 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 couldn't, couldn't bring myself to go for it. But I have at the same time, like, okay, so the one time I really, really like legit shot my shot at somebody was mm-hmm. in undergrad and I walked up to the guy and I didn't ask for his number. Mm-hmm. I, I walked up to him and I said, if I give you my number, will you call me? Ooh. He was like, yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> and honestly, guys, I know y'all are like, oh, she was bold. Yes, I was. Was mm-hmm. I completely out of my comfort zone? Absolutely, I was. But my friends were like, I bet you won't. And I was like, I mm-hmm. bet I will. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. Listen. Listen. And I was like, I will. Because we were talking about, because he was, um, a basketball player and we were just talking about how handsome he was and my friends that are listening um that were there with me they they probably remembered the situation and um they're like i bet you won't say anything to him trees i bet you and i was like i bet i will and they were like no you won't and i was like yes i will and i was completely out of my comfort zone but i did it and he was extremely receptive of it and we Clearly, he was not my husband because I'm unmarried. Right. Yeah, but but we held a friendship for a while, and you know, to this day, I don't have anything ill to say about him. He was a very cool person. We just mm-hmm. kind of fell out of contact with each other, which is normal. Like that happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it was my point is like sometimes you have to step out and be out of your comfort zone to to get that conversation going and it became a conversation piece for us the fact that that was so not like me and Mm -hmm. I did it and how it you know how he felt about it um but at the same time again I'm not saying go out there and just walk up to random people and offer your number it was I was early (laughs) (laughs) I was early 20s and completely out of my comfort zone on a dare for my friends that's what it that's what it was. Absolutely. And I don't go out there. If you go out there and shoot your shot and then like be like, Dr. G said, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Telling y'all that was just my example. <laughs> oh my up. god. <laughs> if you feel is right. Don't be out here just trying it because I did it. <laughs> but there's just as do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but you know I mean I was that girl like I said earlier like I had no problem I was a smash y'all if 
if y'all if y'all was fast like me as a teenager, y'all give me an amen. <laughs> I can't be the only one, but I was just fast as a teenager, and so my friends were all scary, and so I was always the point person to go talk to the guys and bring them over. Like mm. that was my job, and I just didn't have a problem doing that, and. To be honest, I struggled when I got into the church because everybody was like, no, girl, you're supposed to wait and be found. You got to wait for Boaz to come get you. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I got to wait. You know? <laughs> I was a little rebellious. Again, don't be like me, y'all. I was a little rebellious. Um, but again, there's nothing wrong with starting a conversation. That's all we're saying. Don't go and propose yeah. to the man. Don't do that. Just, wait, you know. Oh. I'm sorry. Never mind. That's a story. That's my my personal preference. Is this a no? It's a no for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we, we're here on the no, but I'm not condemning those that do. That's what you want to say. Listen, but it's a no for me. (laughs) Go ahead and get ready to pay all the bills too, since you're out here proposing. Anyway. (laughs) We're going to get kicked off our own show. They're going to vote us off our own. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm back. We're going to be good. Are we, though? I don't, there's no. so much more to say today. There's so much more. Let's, okay, let's continue. <laughs> we missed y'all. I don't know if y'all could tell. We, we missed being able to just talk three days, so. I hope y'all missed us because we we really didn't miss y'all. And so, um, so now that you've met a guy, right, and y'all are conversing, you know, you are getting to know them. Here is another warning. Okay, we have to get out of law law land. What? But we thrive there, though, Becca. Isn't that great? Isn't imaginary land great? You're so good. I mean, all of the R&B songs I ever wanted start playing randomly. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, y'all, ladies, we have been traumatized. And, yes, I said traumatized by Disney. Okay? Mm-hmm. We have, and not just Disney, y'all. I mean, like Tree said, R&B from the 90s um, all of our favorite black rom-coms like we have been traumatized and um, kind of brainwashed to be honest to believe that relationships go a certain way right? Yeah. that it happens a certain way and so there's a thought of oh my gosh I loved you as soon as I saw you <laughs> alright sis uh, <laughs> uh, there's a song I think it was not degrees I always was it I knew I loved you before I met you yeah like we took those to heart Mm -hmm. (laughs) and even one of my favorite artists Leon Timbo has a song like that and it's like it it be hitting me in my spirit but it's like in real life I don't think it necessarily works that way I think well I think that God can prepare your spirit for your mate right I think that's Mm -hmm. a real thing and you may feel that confirmation, but when it comes to like for real, unconditional, you know, I'm here with you until the end. I don't think that happens before you meet the person. I don't think that happens in the moment where you're just like, hi, my name is. I don't, I just don't think that that happens at that point. But the expectation yeah. is, is like, soon as you meet that person, you're that person's world. As mm. soon as you meet that person, you're their everything. As soon as you meet them, they're 100% committed to you and they're just supposed to, you know, act as if the world that they had before you got there doesn't exist because the whole world revolves around you. Mm. I'm sorry, that got a little bit, didn't it? Listen, it did, but I'm like, Mm. "Mm." because the reality is my world (laughs) not going to revolve around you. So why why do I have that expectation? Mm -hmm. I still might have a few numbers. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was telling myself, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> keep going. We, we, you said we. Okay, yeah, we, we, uh, what am I about to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, as women, 
please don't send me any hate mail. We love to be the idol. We love for our ground to be worshipped. Like the ground we walk on, we love for that to be worshipped. We love to, again, be the center of the attention from our men. Or our potential man. We ain't, we ain't even get to the relationship status yet. We just in the day. Oh, yeah. Okay. We still dating. <laughs> we just getting to know each other. We ain't even well, official yet. Right. I'll say we're not official because some people mm-hmm. start committing in the dating phase. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a title yet. Was that a conviction? I didn't mean to, but I mean, if it hits. That yeah, I mean. <laughs> That definitely hit. Uh, okay. <laughs> but um, but we do. Like, we do commit prematurely. And so that causes problems, too. Um, but we're not going to get into all that. But what I'm saying is, is we expect full commitment. Mm-hmm. We expect full consistency from the moment a man shows interest. Yeah. And it's like, like Ray had mentioned it as preeminence, meaning that we be we at the moment we're expecting to come before everything else. Mm-hmm. We're expecting to come before that man's job, before that man's friends. If if you're honest, before his time with his kids, um, mm-hmm. before you know just anything else that he could have potentially had going on before his free time. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, I was so convicted about that. Like you don't own somebody's free time. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just say, well, since he's been talking to me every day, you know, every, again, everything revolves around me. And so, you know, I'm just expecting all of his free time to be mine. No. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It starts um, emojis. <laughs> right. Like, what you need, Becca? I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are his everything, sis. And so... What we do, again, we're talking about dying to the fairy tale. What we do is, is like Tree said, we'll meet a guy and it's like, oh, he's cute. He checks off all the boxes on my list that's unrealistic. Of course mm-hmm. he's the one, right? And just a little, a little sidebar right here. So you guys know that we, we had our panel of men on the last two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And Teresa and I were talking about how if you have a general list of what you would want in a man, all of them will qualify. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if that's what your list is, how does that really identify this person from your husband? Because they're all nice looking guys. They all have a good head on their shoulder. They're all mm-hmm. saved and, 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 and rooted and grounded in the word, right? Mm-hmm. They're all cool, whole good conversations. Mm-hmm. And so that, this is what we do with our list. But it's like, how is that how, how does that identify who your husband is like what what sets him apart from everybody else but anyway i'm not gonna go all the way deal with the but list not, but no i did mm-hmm. i think you should say that because the thing is that because the list is so general like that and we we feel like oh it's all the way out there or whatever that's how mm-hmm. we we can get stuck in the like going from this person to this person. Oh, it might be him, or it could be him, or it might be him, or it could be him because they right. all look the same according mm-hmm. to our list. And not to say right. you don't have outliers or identifiers or whatever, but slow down, get to know this person because he might check off the boxes on your list, and then right. you get to know him, and it's like, oh, but you're a little wretched though, and I'm mm-hmm. very. And I don't want my husband to be, you know, and like, okay, perhaps Mm -hmm. not. Get to know people. Like, again, they could be tall, dark, bearded, nice smile, you know, saved, cool. But then, like, you get to know him, and it's like, you fine, and you're cool, but you're not really who I see myself lining up with. And that does not mean that he is not a good man. And that does not mean that you are not a good woman. Yeah. Some people are, are some people just won't be your mate. Like um Pastor Christine said, like, are you are you my mate or are are we covenant? Like are we friends or are we covenant? Because those are right. two different things. Um and you guys know I love the friend zone when it comes to genuinely getting to know people, right? Yeah. When you approach everybody like a friend. It takes away, again, it takes away the fairy tale. 
takes away all these high expectations. It takes away this performance and, and, and performance-based uh, behavior that we do where we start um, auditioning. <laughs> yeah. When we start auditioning, you know, to show this man how, how good we would be as a wife or how good we would be as a mom to their kids or how good we would be as a first lady, how good we would be. <laughs> All right. So we go into audition mode and, and they aren't getting the genuine person. We aren't seeing the genuine person. And that's because we come and again at day one expecting you to like prove to me that you're you're my husband. But why though? He don't owe you that. <laughs> can I say that? Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you just can. met this man. He doesn't owe you to prove to you that he is your husband. He just met you. He don't even know mm-hmm. if he like you. Right. <laughs> that's the problem. You don't, you don't know if he like you. <laughs> you don't know if you like him. He don't know if he like you. But you like, he not consistent enough. And, oh, sorry. Mm, that was right sorry. on time. Thank you, Evie. <laughs> like, are you, mm, wait a minute, this is our show. I can say what I want to say. Um, <laughs> are you consistent with yourself? Ooh. Like, your day-to-day of what you say you're going to do and what you actually do. Are you that consistent enough with yourself to demand somebody be 100% consistent with you? <laughs> I'm a, uh, I said that. All right, y'all. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> real. Like we don't want the natural progression of relationship. We want to control it. We want to say, as soon as you meet me, because I'm the best thing since sliced bread. You gotta commit to me from day one. And since you yeah. committed committed to me to, from day one, I'm expecting to be married in six months to you. I don't know you, ma'am. Right. And you and you don't know him. He could be a lot of times we meet the representative. Um, so you meet the person that that they want to portray or you present the person that you want to portray. And as time goes on, especially when you start diving more into the friendship aspect of things, you start to learn who the person really is. Like mm-hmm. behind all of the extra, behind the I have to put on my good face. Like when they are, you know, in a grumpy mood, this is how they are. You know, when, yes. when you're the friend area, you learn all of those things. And mm-hmm. so and not to say God can't do it, because there are people that have met and been married in a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of months or whatever. God did that for them. But right. what we're saying is on a large scale that it might not be reality. And so like taking that time to get to know them, you might figure out this person is better as my friend. Mm-hmm. Like we thrive in friendship, and I don't want to move past that with this person. Right, and that's okay. It, right, and that's okay. And I think Ray said it. Like you know, he's met plenty of people that, but that doesn't mean that they line up with his purpose or line up with what need what he needs to have for his life. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a good idea to take a look at that, and not from day one. Like right. give it a. I might not like you. You might cough real ugly and it just don't mm-hmm. sit well with my spirit. <laughs> but I don't find that out to the second time I'm sitting around you conversing. Like, you know, right. like, give it some time. Listen, I was talking to one of our sisters and I was telling her how as women, we tend to pre- we tend to like people and communicate our affection towards them prematurely. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is you're like, well, I already, I already done told him I like him. How do I go back from that? Right. I already done told my friends I like him. How do I go back from that? When it's like you have not gathered enough information to even know if you like him. And yeah. if you're anything like me, this is, well, this is what I told God. And this is just my, my own little thing that I looked for. I'm not t- telling you to put this on your list, but this is what I looked for. I was like, God. I need somebody who can keep my attention mm. because I have people ADHD, right? <laughs> like I can meet a guy and be like, oh, he's cool. He's fun. And then by day two, be like, nah, I don't want to talk to him no more. Like that was nice, <laughs> but I'm over it. Right. I would get on these dating apps and be like, okay, let me do my little profile. You know, dudes start hitting me up. I'm like, I don't want this attention. I'm sick of this. And I was like, shut the whole thing down, right? And so right. what I asked God, I said, you know, whoever my husband is, I believe that he's going to have the ability to, to capture and keep my attention. Mm-hmm. Now, what I am not saying is 
is that if this man captures and catches my attention that I don't find anybody else attractive. But what I'm, what I am saying is, is like they have captured my attention enough to where I don't want to give my attention to anybody else. Yeah. So for me, that's what I look for because I know that my feelings are fickle. And so again, you may meet somebody, y'all don't have a 10 hour conversation, right? We love that type of stuff, right? We love a good conversation. (laughs) Now, see if you still feel that way when y'all only talk 30 minutes for that day. Or 10 minutes, right? See if, you know, y'all just happen to be on vacation or y'all just happen to be on, you know, it was was a long weekend, so they had a lot of time. But do you still feel that way, again, when you aren't the center of attention from them? Mm -hmm. When they get back to their regular scheduled program? do you are do you still like them and so again in this pre-dating phase or when you're getting to know somebody guard your heart is what we're saying guard your heart and guard your mouth don't be out here making commitments talking about oh we're gonna be connected forever oh i just feel like you're the one oh i just feel like you know i'm I'm falling in love with you already sis and even if you do feel that way vent that to your friends filter that through your circle Filter that through your squash is like, don't, because y'all be running it off, and I know they're sick of it. Listen, but see, I know that because I want to speak to these people because the, the opposite can be true. Because I've been guilty of trying my best not to like somebody, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. like, you might not hear it from me. <laughs> like, I will be like, oh, you cool, but mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want to like you. Right. You don't need to know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I think it's it's healthy to recognize that you like someone. Because, again, I'll be like, mm-mm, I don't want to like you. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Searching for the flags. No. Right. They go a red flag right there. I knew Let's go there, Chief. Listen. <laughs> Let's talk about sabotaging behaviors in the beginning. Listen. Are we going to talk about me right now? <laughs> 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 oh man, who listening right now? Turn your ears off. <laughs> but all views so and opinions of the billionaire besties podcast. <laughs> listen, sabotaging behavior. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, like I said, if I'm transparent here, I. I know that I I do have those tendencies, um, and I will look for a red flag, um, especially if you're someone that I'm like I'm not sure about. Then it's like mm-hmm. you you kind of almost wait for it to yeah. to drop. You wait for the and it, even the people, or and I'm sorry, not even especially people that have had traumatic experiences in relationships. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like you're waiting for them not to, you know, fulfill whatever promise they made or you're waiting for the inconsistency. You're waiting mm-hmm. for it so that you can say, see, I knew this wasn't it. I knew you were like everyone else. I knew this wasn't going to work out. You mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. Like, and I've been guilty of it. Not necessarily like, oh, I knew you were like everybody else, but one of those, like, uh, I'm more so trees. This is Tree speaking. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about mm-hmm. Dr. G right now. Trees <laughs> is more so like when the other shoe drops, like, all right, I'm good on you. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to announce it. Um, I learned mm-hmm. to communicate with people, though. Yay. Y'all, Yay. It's like for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned to communicate, but I have. Like, I've been that person where it's like, oh, okay. Like, and my friends will tell you, like, you know, dude, I'm like, oh, he's cute. I like him. He's cool, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Trace, what happened to so-and-so? Man, he tied his shoes so awkward. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just, it did, I don't want my kids to grow up tying their shoes like that. You know? <laughs> and it's like, but his shoes, Trace? Like, yeah. Like, that, that don't make sense to y'all? Like, <laughs> Like man, when he chew, like he chew only on the left side, and I just feel mm-hmm. like, you know, what I'm saying that's gonna cause health problems later on down the line. I just don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, Trace, come on, bro. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and I've been called picky and all that stuff. But the reality mm-hmm. is you have to have a balance is the yeah. point. Like, mm-hmm. don't be so far gone into, like, la-la land where you're making them your husband. But mm-hmm. don't be so far on the, I'm just waiting on the shoe to drop that you cut any and everybody off for the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, have balance. Really get to know people uh, without motive, ill motives or intention. And not even ill motives. Without, like, ulterior, ulterior motives or mm-hmm. intentions like don't go it and I know they tell like there have been relationship experts that say if you're trying to get married you got to focus on marriage well mm-hmm. what about focus on the friendship because what happens when they get on your nerves you know mm-hmm. what happens when they're not that fine today because mm-hmm. that might happen like he might not wake up super fine like that every day sis <laughs> like right. what happens when he's sick and he's not fine mm-hmm. you know like life happens um but one thing my grandmother said and I think I shared it before like when the friend she said you know when everything else fades it's the friendship that holds things together and so like focus on that like try to remain like Becca said guard your heart and remain pure in your your intentions and your thoughts in your heart and just really get to know somebody and then if it evolves from there then yeah then you get to have fun the music playing in your head. Right. And all the birds chirping and all the R&B songs that come on the radio are just for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for those of y'all who are just like, I don't believe in friends first, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, again, everybody's love story doesn't start out the same, but the goal within your relationship should be we're building yeah. a foundation of friendship. Like, that's what yeah. we're saying. You may not be friends for, you know, two years first and then be like, oh, I like him. Oh, I like her. You know, it may not be that. But outside of the romance and outside of the fantasizing of walking down the aisle and things like that, outside of that, do you actually enjoy this person? Do you enjoy spending time with them? Can you be with them and not talk and just genuinely enjoy their company? Can you be a goofball? Can you be a nerd? Can you be weird around them? And they don't judge you. I mean, they may judge you a little bit, but they giggle. You You know what I'm saying? But like, can you really let your hair down and just be yourself? Or do you have to be on for them all the time? That's what what we're saying. So, um, so you, so you met the guy, right? You Mm -hmm. you start talking and getting to know each other and you're like, okay, I'm not going to sabotage. I'm not going to nitpick. Because even the most amazing man, whoever y'all husbands are, he's still going to have flaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's still going to get on your nerves. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to nitpick. We're not going to self-sabotage. We're not going to, you know, rush our emotions, take our, our, our feet to places our emotions haven't gone yet. We're not going to do that. Right? Yeah. And you've gotten to the point where you are in a relationship. Yay. You made it, sis. <laughs> <laughs> You made it to being official. Um, you guys know that I am an advocate for privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of bring this, I don't, I'm not saying it's to damper the mood, but one of the things that I, I honored about Chadwick is that for me, his struggle with his, his struggle with cancer, that was private. It was mm-hmm. not a secret, right? So, like, the people who he wanted to know knew about it. Right. But he protected it from the world because of how they would have handled him. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with your relationship. I don't mean secretive to where you got a whole man and nobody in your life knows. I'm saying the whole world doesn't need to know. Right. Because one one of the best pieces of advice I got from a married woman years ago and she was using the analogy of like being pregnant and going through your trimesters um everybody knows that first trimester is it's 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 delicate right like mm-hmm. that's when a lot of miscarriages happen you know you may do the amniocentesis and you're finding out your baby has defects and i said that didn't i uh you may find out that <laughs> did your say baby that <laughs> Your baby may have defects and things like that. And so that is a very delicate time. Mm-hmm. And most people don't announce their pregnancy until they're like 
six months, right? And I mean publicly, not to your friends, to the world. They may not announce until they're actually showing, right? Right. And she was telling me that you have to handle your relationship the same way. When you just crossed over to we're being official, there is a delicate nature to the relationship to where too many opinions and too many voices and expectations may actually kill the thing that you're trying to build. Yeah. And so it is okay to, you know, tell your homegirl, to tell your best friends, you know, hey, you know, me and such and such, we're official now. You know, that's Bay. Yeah. <laughs> name is changed on my phone. You know, this is Bay. Um, and there are a lot of different things that are happening during that time. Again, going with the analogy of being pregnant. Um, your body begins to go through changes when you're pregnant, right? Like you're getting you're getting um uh cravings, right? Like you're tired, you may be a little irritable, um, you may be sensitive to certain smells and stuff like that. And so when you finally are in that space of being official, you're figuring out what your relationship culture is. Yeah. And one of the things that I have been learning in that context of like figuring out the relationship culture is what works for everybody may not work for you. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if you're exposing it to everybody, well, this is what we do. And people are like, well, I don't, we don't do that. I don't like that. I don't see why y'all do that. And it's like, yeah. but if it works for us, why is it a problem for you? But again, if you are still in that delicate space, you're very um, um, influenced. You're highly influenced by what other people are doing, especially for people that's been together for a long time. Yeah. And so I think that it is important to protect that space, protect your mate, right? Protect yourself, mm-hmm. protect the relationship and guard it um, until you guys figure out this is this is our relationship. This is what we do. This is our, you know, this is our vision. This is what we don't do. These are the things we do do, you know? And so you're beginning to cultivate those things. And honestly, it takes a while to figure that out. Because what we tend to do as humans, we will take all of our relationship experience and get into the next relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I'll use this for an example. A guy I used to date, um, he's he made it known up front that um, it was okay to share each other's passwords, right, on our phones. And so mm-hmm. I didn't have no problem sharing sharing mine because I had nothing going on, and he didn't have no problem sharing his, and he didn't have no problem with it, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't take that and bring it into the new relationship and say that's the standard when the yeah. new relationship didn't agree to that, right? And so you have to begin to to take off these mindsets or take off these rules of, you know, well, especially like years ago, my thought was, well, if I have a boyfriend, then I don't have any guy friends. Mm. And it's like the way that my life is set up right now, I'm going to interact with men. Mm-hmm. And so how dysfunctional is that for me to to bring that expectation in to say, oh, well, I got a, I got a little boo, so I can't be friends with anybody. I can't talk to anybody. And I don't mean inappropriate. I just mean like regular platonic interaction. That's yeah. just not realistic, right? Um, yeah. So you, you have to begin to have those conversations and figure out like what works for us. Now, to kind of bring it um, back around to, you know, uh, best friendship and, and your girls and all that type of stuff, there is an adjustment that happens. Okay. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to speak to it from my side and I'll have to speak to it from her side. Um, Mm -hmm. For the woman that has transitioned into a relationship, there is an adjustment and you need time away from your friends to begin to build with your mate. Mm -hmm. That does not mean I don't love my friends. That does not mean that I'm throwing my friends away from my man. That does not mean, you know, I'm idolizing him or I always want to be up under him. That is not what that means. But if I am transitioning into a new season, there has to be an adjustment of my time. And that is a struggle because you don't you don't want to make your friends feel like you're never around. But you don't want to make your mate feel like you're never around. <laughs> so there, there is this like tightrope that you walk of just like, you know, and, and honestly, a lot of communication will help these problems. 
but it's like you cannot be so, you can't be so consumed in your relationship that you aren't getting your girl's time that you aren't having time by yourself and that you aren't doing the things that you love to do like you cannot lose yourself in your relationship y'all hear me yeah it is easy to do <laughs> especially if you've been single a long time and i'm speaking to those of us who are in our 30s maybe those who are in their 40s that are listening when you've been doing life by yourself, it's easy once you found your person to be like, bump this life. I've been doing this alone by myself long enough. I'm ready to be all <laughs> about him, right? <laughs> it's easy to want to do that, but you cannot lose yourself in your relationship. And so that was something that I had to learn. And that honestly, I'm still learning of like, how do I maneuver between, you know, I definitely want to spend time over here with the man of God, but I definitely need my girl's time. Um, there are some things that I want to talk about with the man of God, but I realize this would probably go better if I'm talking to my girls. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, Teresa and I, like, like we've mentioned on our very first episode, we've been friends for about five years and, um, the majority of the time I have been a single person, right. Not married, not dating or anything like that. And so then going in for me, going into a dating season or, or a dating context, there was a shift that happened, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, Teresa and I are long-distance friends. Like, we have never lived in the same state. And so, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> there's a different, you know, demand when you're long-distance versus, you know, somebody that you would see every day. Um, but there was an adjustment. So if it's like, hey, Becca, can we, you know, I want to talk about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, BB, I got plans, you know, whatever. Let me see. Mm-hmm. We may have to adjust the time, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but there's an adjustment period on everybody's side. And so, um, I don't know if you have anything to kind of speak, speak for that trees as far as like making that adjustment. Um, but if you have anything, go ahead and jump in. Um, I, I don't think that I do. Cause honestly, if I'm, if I'm honest, like, I think it just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. Like we just kind of, you know, adjusted. Um, mm-hmm. and uh I feel like we're at a great place right now with everything not that there was ever a bad place um but I I think it just kind of worked out that way I have had friends in the past like when I've been in relationships where they felt like you know they were being neglected or you know whatever the case may be um but like Mm -hmm. you said like you you know I was like trying to get to know this person trying to understand this new dynamic um Mm -hmm. of you know walking this thing out but I think having that open communication, like we we have, you know, been working to um, maintain and establish, um, that helps a lot because it's like I know that I'm not just being thrown to the side. You know, right. it's one of those things. It's like I know what's going on. Like, you know, this is this is bay time. You know, and even if it's a thing where like we're talking and it's like, yeah, this. This weekend is bay time. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I know this weekend I need to, you know, find somebody else to bug. <laughs> not bug. Listen, <laughs> I'm not bug. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just know to be mindful and respectful of your time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I don't want to just be like, you know, knowing you're trying to, you know, have that time and hang out and, you know, get to know this person and all this stuff. And I'm like, girl, let me tell you. It's mm-hmm. like, but conversation definitely could have waited like right. uh, <laughs> so this was not an emergency you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so just being mindful of those things and I think I think we've done well yeah. with that with communicating and just you know being respectful um of things like that and even um and I'll say this I think we've we've done well um as far as like guarding uh, those spaces like mm. you know not sharing too much <laughs> because yeah. it, it can be in the guys you know uh, maybe it was uh charles or somebody that talked about it how um you know when a guy walks in the room and he can tell like he's been talked about mm. um, you know mm. and i believe that we do well with making sure that we are not um oversharing or like you know yelling out He's horrible. He's doing, you know, this, this, mm-hmm. and dogging, um, you know, uh, the other person out. Um, and at the same time, when we seek advice, <laughs> I believe we both do a good job of being like, well, the other side of that, BB, right. is 
<laughs> Even when we don't want to hear it, girl. Right. <laughs> like, well, actually, have you thought about it this way, BB? Maybe mm-hmm. this is what's actually being said. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, um, like, even though we're in two different seasons and I know there's, you know, some things that I might not be able to fully relate on, um, especially because it's been a little minute, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, still making sure, of, again, that I'm respectful of your time, respectful of the relationship. And, you know, like I said, just making sure that we are creating a healthy space for our friendship in the midst of that. Yeah. So. And the beautiful thing is, and this was, this was also completely new for me. You remember on the episode Friendship Circles, and I was talking about the importance of compartmentalizing people. Mm-hmm. So two compartments that I never really let blend together was like my dating relationships and my friendships. Um, mm-hmm. So my friends would know if I had a little boo, but I didn't necessarily bring them all around together to hang out all the time. Right? Yeah. Um, so I would do like that initial meeting. They may connect and be cool, but the difference now is like my friends, we all do life together. Mm-hmm. And so the beautiful thing is like they're friends with him mm-hmm. <laughs> and they gang up against me when I'm what? acting out and doing wrong. You know, <laughs> I won't call it ganging. It's just lovingly correcting. Lovingly correcting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That flows better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, BB. Listen, I listen. I'm saying all this now until it's my turn. But you know, right. we're gonna go yeah. with that now. Right, and then you're gonna try to shut me down when it's your turn. So. Right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It, I mean, it, that is an adjustment because, again, the messaging that we hear. The dysfunctional messaging that we hear is keep your friends away from your man, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I was talking earlier about being private, privacy is not excluding the people I love. That's secrecy. And so what, what this situation has allowed me to do is to allow my friends to see me in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a different woman, right? Like not two-faced, but there's a different mm-hmm. there's a different part of me that comes alive than all of us, I believe. There's a different part of you that comes alive when you are in a relationship. And so your friends get to see how you are in a romantic context, right? And so yeah. if your friends also get a chance to meet, hang out with, get to know your mate. When it's when the time comes that you and your mate are in conflict, they can genuinely advocate for the relationship and yeah. not just advocate for you in the relationship, right? And so now they're like, no, I know him. He didn't mean it like that. No, can you think of a different perspective? Because I don't, that does not even sound like anything he would do, you know? And not that it's taking sides, but it helps to keep you sober. Because yeah. the the hard part that I'm learning about, like, just loving people, the hard part is assuming the best about them, even when they're acting crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even when you think that they're acting crazy, right? Because, yeah. again, in your relationship, you're trying to come together and build a culture. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm talking about relationships that are headed in the right direction, right? I don't mean this is little cut buddy or your little booty call. I'm not talking about that. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> or the man you in love with and he don't know you in love with him. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mutually invested, mutually beneficial. This relationship has purpose and we're building towards the future. Yeah, those type of relationships take a lot of work, and I believe that it takes a village to raise it. Like you need people that are wise around wow. you um, to speak life into you, to correct you, to encourage you, to give you the strength um, to go and like fight another day for your relationship. Like I think that was Michael on the last, ep- well, the first takeover episode where he was talking about the blessing of guys' time. And mm-hmm. being able to go with his guys and get perspective and get strength and then come back to the relationship. 
Yeah. And it's the same thing with our girls. Again, this is why you need your friends. Don't kick your friends to the curb when you get booed up. That's stupid. And so <laughs> you need your friends to be like, you know, just be a girl around. Your guy don't want to hear you talking about periods and cramps and, you know, every little bitty thing that annoyed you that day. He may not want to hear all that. So you need your friends. You need your friends to go to him and be like, girl, I love this man. Like, he is amazing. Like, you, I mean, you you can definitely do that with your man. But what I'm saying is, it's like, it's always a blessing to have somewhere you can go that's safe with your homegirls and be like, girl. And, um, it, it it really is a blessing. And so um, now, Teresa and I, neither one of us have ever been engaged. <laughs> neither one of us have been married, okay? And so we can't speak to those seasons because those are places that we have not gone yet. Um, yeah. But the beautiful thing is, is that we have an episode coming up yeah. where we get a chance to talk to two of our favorite married women um, mm-hmm. to give us some more insight of like that whole transition, the mindset shift that happens yeah. when you're going from like a girlfriend to a fiance, from a fiance to a wife. And so, you know, before we wrap up this episode, um, let's talk about sex real quick. Listen, um, I did a whole series about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so if y'all, you know, if, if this is not enough for you, what we're about to say, please go visit Whole You with Dr. G or Whole You with G on Facebook, yes. and you can see the series there yes. <laughs> about sex. <laughs> <laughs> but so. When we say talk about sex, I I'm gonna talk about being abstinent. That's what I'm okay. talking about. Um, <laughs> because people out in these streets, right? They think because we are abstinent, that is easy. Um, that because I know Jesus, that it just it just comes effortlessly to me. Um. That I can look at a fine man and decide that ain't what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just mm-hmm. break that myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> I hope y'all feel my heart on that. It's a struggle. Right. It's, not, it's not easy, especially when you're a person. Um, and we talked about it. Um, I talked about it on the series, um, but with. Uh, our favorite Christian sexologist, Miss Brittany Brotherson. Yes. Shout out to Miss Brittany. Y'all go follow her. Look her Listen, up. Listen, the intimacy firm. Number yes. one. Number one Christian sexologist. She's there. You can't mm-hmm. miss her. Um, but you know, when you're a person that is a high desire person, like it, mm-hmm. you know, or what people have called high drive. Um, it doesn't just switch off because you decide that you want to go about it the, the godly way or the Christian way. It does not just turn off. Right. Um, and I and I can speak from the context of somebody not in a relationship. It is a struggle on this end. You know what I'm Man. saying? Like, praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> struggle, you know, and not to say that I'm just around here like cleaning every day, going around, you know, uh, staring at sweatpants and stuff. That's not what I'm saying, right? At all. Shout <laughs> out to sweatpants season. Listen, it's upon Ooh, us. It is that. upon us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't get in trouble. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I'm sorry, sorry Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, like, that doesn't just turn off. Like, you right. still have to. Uh, you know, that's that part of your flesh daily, like yeah. all the time. Those feelings come up, those thoughts come up, those desires come up, and sometimes a little bit stronger than others. Right. You have to remind yourself that making those phone calls is not a good idea. You know, just, correct. You know, <laughs> and call your girls and be like, girl, girl, mm-hmm. I'm a hot girl. I'm a hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something. <laughs> 
Because the, the, the text message is already formulated. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to send it to you, girl, so I don't send it to him. <laughs> Listen. But, you know, and, and because I know that uh, there are people that, that have made this vow of abstinence, and we say abstinence um, and not uh, celibacy, because celibacy, celibacy means that you're not getting married, you're not having sex. Um, mm. And so we say abstinence, you've taken this vow, and people will have it to look like it is just super easy as soon as you make this vow you never have to worry about these feelings again and you know even if the desire hits it's okay you can jump right back out of it there are days girl there are days <laughs> like not just one day like days in a row where i'm like god listen mm-hmm. jesus <laughs> i know you on the main line i need you to stay there because stay on the main I- line <laughs> <laughs> but and we do know not everybody in our audience has you know is doing the abstinence thing you know not everybody is you know walking that out um you know just you know may the lord be with you whatever your personal convictions are um right. but you know even in those spaces make sure you're being smart make sure you're being wise you don't just want to be out here doing everything with everybody. Um, you're still mm-hmm. making those connections and, and you know, have the possibility of, uh, because it does, even if you're not somebody that believes in soul ties, it does deepen your connection with the person. And if this is not mm-hmm. your person and you break that, it's even harder to walk right. away, you know, let alone like an emotional connection is hard to break. So adding that to the table, like makes it even harder. So be wise in your decision making. Um, be wise in who you connect with because you might end up pregnant and then you're stuck for 18 plus years with somebody mm-hmm. that you're like, why did I make this decision? You know, so right. like, just be mindful of that. Be wise in your decision making when it comes to all of that. And and if you are asking it, I'm here to tell you that I'm I'm here with you. I'm praying mm-hmm. for you. I'm praying with you, especially high drive people. I feel your pain. We're going to do this thing in Jesus' name, prayerfully. Ain't nobody going to slip up. If you do slip up, it's okay. You know, repent and all that stuff. But back up. Sin abound. Grace abounds more. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. But yeah, I mean, that abstinence thing, it, man. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get easier when you get into the relationship because it's like now it's not just you know me by myself trying to you know be self-controlled but now it's like I have this person that is super fine and he smells Mm -hmm. good and you know it's sweatpants season and you're trying to do the right thing and honor God and so um, maybe we can come back another you know day or maybe do a live with you guys and just talk about just different boundaries and things like that and how to you know come back that flesh, because the flesh is real. The body says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so it's it's a real thing that needs to be talked about. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we probably will. I mean, Teresa and I love to talk about sex and sexuality and what the Bible says. Like, that's one of our favorite things mm-hmm. to do. And so we'll probably, you know, have something prepared for you guys. But I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Like, I know I have enjoyed it. Like, it has been such a good time just being able to, you know, share a little bit, get a whole bunch of giggles because it has been forever since we've had a chance to giggle. Um, Teresa, do you have anything else before we close out? No, this was good. I I think this is really good. I'm just glad that it's us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shout out to mm-hmm. all of the guys. They were amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Love them. They're they're amazing, amazing people. But it's just nice to have our show back. <laughs> yes. And we're going to have, so like I said earlier, we're going to have some extra estrogen on the show yeah. with us. And I said it like that because Charles was like, who wants to be around a bunch of estrogen all day? We do. <laughs> it's so good and so i don't want to i don't want to spoil the episode by giving you guys what we're talking about you're just gonna have to tune in okay you've been tuning in all this time you might as well stay tuned for the next episode exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't really have anything else. Um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed um our you know, bo- our uh, girl talk about boys because y'all know we love boys and I know y'all love boys too. Um, I hope that you guys have learned something. Um, that you were able to take something away from what we said, whether you are you know, single as a dollar bill, whether you are out here getting to know boys, whether you are dating, whether you are in an exclusive relationship, whether you're engaged, or even if you're married, like, I hope that you took something away from this episode that will genuinely enrich your lives. And so, um, again, we are the billionaire besties. Um, Make sure that you guys follow us all over social media. Hit up our Facebook page for our link tree information. If you guys have feedback about this episode or if y'all want us to go live, take a screenshot of the fact that you're listening to this today. Go ahead and post it and tag us. You can tag Dr. G, you can tag me at Preach Becca, and we can get the conversation going. So, yeah. Until next time, we love you guys and uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.